Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 44. 44. 44, can you believe Jesus. it? We're close to 50. We're already getting there, and we're doing one a week. Uh, we've maybe taken one week off or two, two this whole time. Two, and, I think and, and today, number 44, Senior Director of Amateur Scouting, Kip Fag. He was just in charge of the draft that just happened. We're going to have Kip on here in just a little bit. This one is a coup that we got him on here right after that. Yeah, God bless him. You know, these guys work so hard, and uh, they've been going at it for a good two, three weeks, like meeting. That doesn't include all the traveling that they did and, and you know, going back years, yeah. honestly, honestly, on these guys. You know, when they talked about – uh, I mean, we'll just we'll just not bury the lead. They drafted Kumar Rocker third overall. Yes. There, there he is, a good looking fella. That's um, a Texas Ranger, guys. That is a Texas Ranger. Anyway, you know when they talked to, talked about the pick, they've known him for years. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- this guy was selected in the first round three times, and um, actually, thirty eighth round. Well, but uh, he was supposed to but, be one of the top. But I mean, they count that kind of as a first round. Uh, he anyway. was first round talent. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so they've, they've known him since high school, and, and, and they know the family, and, and they know, you know the kind of teammate it is and the kind of competitor that he is and obviously the stuff and everything. And it all goes into one package. Um, I tell you what, I mean, they, they, they kind of, you know, blew up the draft when, yep. when they did that. I mean, I, I don't think uh, most people, nobody really saw it coming. Um, you know, he was so good entering last year. He was the number one prospect in the, in the in the draft and then he, of course he had the the arm injuries and the concerns about that and, uh anyway for the rangers to take him you know i i don't, I don't know if 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 they would have taken jackson holiday or drew jones right if they had been at three but they weren't and so maybe maybe this is just the way they wanted to go but also that's what i was going to say but also when you when you think about it you know they knew that they were going to save money on on a rocker deal right you know the slot was seven five seven six. He's reportedly in the ballpark of five two, um, so <clears throat> that would enable them, in theory, to do things later in the draft. They didn't have the second rounder or the third rounder, but they're always they're often are guys who have have said they're strong college commits or or whatever. Right. But if you can throw some money in their face, change minds real quick. Yes. So and and then it, it turns out. That because of of that signing, that they're able to get Brock Porter in the fourth round, a guy who a first uh, round talent, right? Not just first round. He like, was the top of the. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, top top ten, top fifteen pick here, and and he fell. Uh, it looked like he would go to college then once he fell through the draft, but here 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 are the Rangers sitting. His slot is five hundred sixty thousand dollars at yep. pick one hundred nine, and the Rangers haven't. They can offer him three or three or more. Yep. So three million or more, not three hundred thousand or three million or more. So absolutely, uh, I I would suspect that these deals get done. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a, you know, it sounds like Rocker is is just need to get the physical and, and, and absolutely and cross off all the all the check marks there. Um, you know, the Rangers intend to sign all their first you know first and second day draft picks. Right, uh, it might be a little harder on the third day guys, but um, you know. You, you never you never know what you're gonna do, but yeah, you you seldom sign a full draft class. I think I think last year the Rangers might have signed, maybe maybe they didn't sign four or five. Um, right, but when you get towards especially ten round, and sure, yeah. sure, sure. But um, and and they need to sign the top the first 10, ten, yeah, because if they don't, they forfeit the slot well, money, I, I, and, and uh, that's a problem if they're trying to to sign a Porter for as much money as possible. My my guess is that. They knew those guys sure. uh, in the top 10 when they took it. And I'll tell you right now, it's set up perfect. My guess is they probably did have Holiday or Drew Jones on their list, yeah. and that was the top of the draft. Clearly unbelievable talented guys. Those two were gone, and let's be honest, everyone after that, while talented guys that were there, yeah, they weren't as well thought of as those two. And then maybe Kumar, you've gone out and you've seen Kumar, Kumar pitch. He's hitting 98, 99, and you're looking yeah. at that and thinking, I can get him under slot. 
probably been on the phone with Boris talking about it. He's got an advisor that, that he's actually with now. Um, it's an easy choice. They probably didn't know if they were going to be – I mean, I think everyone thought that they might fall off. But then he's there. It's easy. And, yes, the Brock Porter thing is amazing. But in their mind, they're probably thinking there's some of these guys that we could throw a million at and yeah. get them to go forego sure. college. And we can do that twice now because they saved $2.3 million. Yeah. We can get a couple of guys later in these rounds that maybe slid off because they didn't go as high as they wanted. But look who falls in their lap. Guys, I don't think you realize this. Brock <laughs> Porter was higher rated than Cole Wynn coming out of high school, who was taken 15th overall. Brock Porter was ranked higher than him. He was also ranked higher than Cole Reagans, who was taken out of high school. And you see what he's doing. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mean Brock Porter ends up doing anything close to what right. they're doing. Right. But I've seen video of this guy, 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. His stuff is nasty. He was in that perfect game. They were showing some of his tape that I watched on there. In fact, I took one and linked it to, to uh, Rangers Today Twitter. Yeah. Uh, on there, it wasn't one of our YouTube things, but it was theirs. It, it is amazing to watch that kid. He's got some stuff. Well, I, and you you just kind of you look at the numbers, all right? He went he went nine and zero this year in high school, 041 ERA. He threw three no hitters, <laughs> you know, and and he's he you know he's not from a baseball hotbed, Mich sure. Michigan, absolutely. But uh, it just sounds like the you know guys like this don't come along very often, and you know he's got to develop and he's got to actually make it to the major leagues. But the Rangers have have added two incredible arms absolutely in, in, in amateur scouting circles to to their farm system uh assuming everything gets signed and i mean just you know what's that gonna do to the farm system you know this oh is gosh. this is a, probably a top three farm system right now with one of those guys with both of them you know it could it could be even higher than that you're looking at maybe and this is you know if if they had six um in the top in the top, top hundred entering the draft they just drafted two yes. you know and and you know some guys are going to get pushed down there, sure. there's no question with all this influx of talent oh and watch some of those six are going to like maybe get pushed out but there's a chance for eight i mean there it's it's crazy how far the systems come in in two and a half years and uh now now you can do a lot of things you can supplement the the, the big league roster you can make trades to to supplement the big league roster so for some real talented guys yeah and not yeah. even and, and in some cases not even have to go to the top of your uh top of your sure. uh, prospects you can dip down lower for some really talented guys juan soto we'll talk about that in a minute that's a whole <laughs> different story i don't think that's going to happen but man this i mean you you said six guys could be in the top 100 right now even if someone falls out you could have six or seven you could have five teetering around 110 and up yeah. that are teetering right there ready to jump sure. in i mean this is some mate i've covered i mean i've followed the rangers all these years i don't know this much talent <laughs> maybe when profile was there they were pretty talented when they hit those world series years they had a pretty stout they had a good farm system they had a good yeah. farm system was it this talent didn't have no. this much pitching no i don't i don't think so and then you know maybe that's that's a a, a warning that that era because uh, you know, we know what happened to Jerks and Profar. He's a nice major league player, but he never you know, he, was he dealt with one. injuries. He didn't become a, a, a superstar. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Maine, yep. you know, Blake Bevin, who both of whom were traded. Right. Uh, but they they didn't do much in their careers. You know, Julio Borbon, you know, got one of, one of our favorite guys ever. Uh, just love the guy. But, you know, he's he's not in baseball anymore. Tommy Hunter, he's he's still around as a reliever. Right. Uh, you know. So I'm, mean, you know, Chris Davis is one of those, one of those guys, and he obviously had a good career that that petered out. But, um, you know, you, you never know. No. And, and and you know, rankings are like, you know, I, I say this a lot. It's like recruiting, you know, college football recruiting. Um, you oh never, yeah. You, you know, these classes can be rated, but you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. So, but we're seeing some guys now who are, have Josh Smith, Ezekiel Duran, who have into the major leagues and performed well uh, guys like that so there's there's a chance well i saw this too so let's think about your first four rounds for the texas rangers and let's be honest you've got kumar rocker Corey seager marcus simeon yeah. and then you go to brock porter sure. i mean that's, that's exactly that, what it is that's definitely one way to look at it mm -hmm. and 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 uh I, you know i talked to kip a couple times before the draft and he even said it you know we're not going to get better players than marcus simeon and, and Corey seager in the second and third rounds and that's the truth that's the truth uh so um, you know, you like to get those picks, those young guys, and make you excited. But you know, 
Corey Seager and Marcus <laughs> Simeon are pretty exciting. Yep. Especially, especially the last two months. Yep. April, May, maybe not, but the last couple months they've been good. we got a lot of years for them to get, yeah, to get exactly. comfortable. Okay, guys, look, the All-Star break, the All-Star game was last night, so we're at the break. They did not end on a good note. They lost four in a row. They got swept by Seattle. Sure. 41-49 and 49 is the record heading into the second half. They go to Miami tomorrow. You're heading out to Miami tonight. Well, yeah, assuming I make my flight. Yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got some issues there, but we'll see what happens. Yep, they're four and six in their last ten, 17 and a half back. Uh, in the West and seven and a half back in the wild card. Yeah. Still plenty of games to play to do that. Still, I don't think any of us really thought they were going to be big players for the wild card, but no. they're acting like they are. They, yeah. in fact, said so. Yeah, they've said it, but, you know, they got to do it. And and now that Seattle has, has you know, surged past them in, in the West and, um, you know, the, the AL East, even Baltimore, I mean, tech is in better standing than the Rangers. Baltimore's uh, playing good. Yeah, and then you've got uh, in the, the Central, you know, the, the White Sox and the Indians are, are decent teams, so and you expect the White Sox to get better when they get healthier. So uh, it, it's going to be a, an uphill fight. I, I think, you know, realistically, you know, you can say this this is not a playoff team. You could have said that before the year. Right. They flirted with it. It's just going to be a I real, a real, real tall test. I think they do get better, but sure. I just think they I think the better. deficit's too much. Yeah, and they, it's it's the deficit, and it's the teams in front of them. Right. You know, that's 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 the thing. You know, you can say, Oh yeah, I'm only I'm only five we're only five games out of the wild card, but we have nine teams in front of us. You know, yeah. something like that. And and those teams are have are, to collapse or go in on right. going. So it's it's gonna be tough. Um you know, the trade the trade deadline is now the next the next big thing and, and you do wonder what's gonna happen. Um, you know, the Rangers have holes in their rotation, though Glenn Otto and, and Spencer Howard have pitched well the last couple times. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily you can look at them right now and say oh man these guys are keepers you know these guys are in our rotation for the next 12 years right um so so there you can upgrade pitching wise you know you you still have the uncertainty you know is martin perez gonna be extended right will he resign if you don't extend him um so there there are pitching issues that you can address at the deadline and then you 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 brought up Juan soto um i don't see it you know, it could be. I mean, they they probably better it, position than anybody. It, but let's be honest. It's kind of interesting. They they are, and and I think John Heyman proclaimed that the Rangers are the favorites to land him. You know, and and everybody will think, all right, well, Mark Desher, that you know, Mark Desher trade. You know, what what did the Braves give up for Mark Desher? They gave up they gave up five five prospects. Their top five. Uh, yeah, five, five of their very top prospects. You know, Natalie Feliz, Elvis Andrus. Harrison, Jared Salsalamakia, who was their top prospect at that time. Um, and then uh, Bo, Bo Jones, I think, was the fifth. Right. Anyway, I you know, if you look at the trades that have happened lately for these big, uh, big guys, you know, whoever they are at the deadline or, or even in the offseason, you know, teams are getting, are pulling off these deals. Joey Gallo, without having to get rid of their top five or top ten picks, and um, it, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know, yep. when the Rangers got Smith and Duran, they were not Yankees' top ten prospects. No, they weren't. They became Rangers' top ten prospects. Um, no, you know, Soto is is in a different world. I yes, mean, he he's, is. He's and very young. Yeah, and he's terrific, terrific a player. A lot of lot a lot of control. Um, if if he's the missing piece, the Rangers do need a left fielder. Uh, I think that's perfectly clear. You know what what does the package look like and you know the nationals will want big league help yep they want major ready-made major leaguers guys who are in the major leagues right now you know they'll want that okay deal with that yeah. you know I, th I think the rangers would rather honestly would rather trade those guys and some of their prospects i mean sure. I, you know i i cannot envision them in any way shape or form trading jack Leiter. uh it, rocker can't be traded because you, know, you gotta Josh wait till Young, a year after the draft i mean yeah i just i just can't I just can't see them doing that. You know, they've they've invested a lot in these guys. Yeah, and they're they've, on the verge. They've seen them develop. They're right there. And again, you know, Juan Soto. If you trade him, you gotta you gotta sign him. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you can't just get rid of these prospects and be like, oh well, we tried. No, you you can't try. You got to do. Yep. Not to sound like Yoda, but uh, you you gotta you gotta sign him. And okay, so it's gonna be a massive deal, right? Right. And we're talking forty million, right? I mean, because they're. Uh, the 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 problem with the Nationals is they're used, 15 years 29 right and and you know Scott Boris they, they've mentioned the Max Scherzer deal well Max Scherzer's making 43 million dollars right now okay right. 
you know, so what's 43 times, 40 times 15 is 600, yeah. right? Or we're, I, I, you know, I can't fathom them doing that, but let's say they do. Yeah. Let's say for the hell of it, they give them $40 million a year. All right. right. So you have three guys on the books that are basically a hundred million dollars. Yep. So what are you going to do if the rest of your roster? Yep. And, and, you know, you need a you farm need system, a farm that, system that, can, that can supplement it and save you guys some money. So I'm not saying it's going to be impossible. No. And, it's, and it's, I, I, I bet that, that they are looking at it. I mean, yep. I, I guarantee you they are, yep. but what, you know, is it worth the cost? I mean, this is, once I was one of the best players in baseball, his nose numbers are down this year, but you, you, you would love to have Juan Soto. Yeah. And Can't it's, argue it's just, that. you know, can you pull it all off? Yep. And uh, that's, that's the thing. Maybe you can, you know, and then maybe, maybe uh, you think you can get three guys and pay them $30 million each and you end up like the angels. So I don't, you know, yeah. you need to, you, you need to be careful, but um, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. De deadline's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get Kip Fag in here. He's going to come talk to us about the draft, some other stuff, and then after that, we'll go down in the bus news. With the third pick of the 2022 MLB draft, the Texas Rangers select Kamar Rocker, a right-handed pitcher from Farragut, Tennessee. The Pittsburgh Pirates have the next selection. Now that is a wrinkle. Kumar Rocker, selected last year by the New York Mets in the first round, did not sign. The six foot five, 245 pound right-hander who throws 100 miles an hour, selected third overall by the Texas Rangers. All right, guys, and joining us right now is the Senior Director of Amateur Scouting, Kip Fag, and he's had a big week. That's your <laughs> draft is just ended. Really appreciating him joining us right now. Kip, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Are you still in Arlington, Kip? Turn my volume up here. All right. All righty. Are you are you still in Arlington? Yeah, I'm still in Arlington. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I got a few things I got to take care of here first. So, you, do you get some time off now? I mean, you've been going at it for about, I don't know, a year, thirty years. <laughs> uh, you know, with the with the pushing the draft back to July, there's probably a little less time off. Okay. Um, just because we kind of wheeling into 2023. Uh, it used to be in June, so there was a little bit of a buffer there for the next year. But it's gonna, it's starting to be less and less. But uh, yeah, I'll get a few days. I don't, I don't need that much. I'll be all right. So, so are, are you, are you now done with the the draft? I mean, do you, do you still have to make calls to guys you drafted? Are you still, are you involved in in getting them signed, or are you, are you on to twenty twenty three? No, no, no. I, I'm still, I'm still. Uh, there's some things I got to tie up here and. And uh, we have uh, medical things that we got to take care of with the guys we signed, you know, physicals and that kind of thing, getting all that squared away. And, and you know, there's some guys post-10 that we're still kind of working on here and, and maybe a few that are uh, the undrafted free agents, which, you know, with a 20-round with a uh, limit and used to be a lot more, there's some guys out there still we kind of like to sign. So we're, I'm dealing with some advisors, et cetera, trying to bring a couple of those kids on into the fold. Gotcha. Um, so – you know, I I think at about you know six twenty five is when is when you guys threw a, a wrench in the draft and uh, with Kumar Rocker and you know I, I I'm not I'm not bragging about this but I, I wrote that if it was my pick I would take Rocker and he did and so you guys you guys <laughs> you guys followed my advice and I'm pretty honored about that but what what when did that when did that come to fruition because his medicals didn't come out until like early July. Oh, wow. So I didn't know, Jeff, that you were on board. I might have thought a different way if I knew that pre, but uh, that's all right. Um, we're doomed. <laughs> uh, you know, no, we, 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 you know, I mean, like I've stated before, we've done, did a lot of work with Kamar, you know, last year, obviously with, uh, you know, with uh, Jack and, and Kamar pitching together there at Vandy that year. And, and then coming to this year, um, you know, the work we did as far as just the medical piece, uh, I will say that we were we are very comfortable with where he's at and where he's going to be. And I don't want to get into, you know, kind of how we know that, but we did a lot of work, just put it that way. Yeah, well, I, there, were, there, were, there were reports that the medicals had come out and, you know, his, his, his advisor, quote Mark Scott Boris, came out and, and, and tried, to, tried to soften the blow and explain what it was. And 
Kamar, for his part, didn't want to talk about it when he was talking to us, and that's that's fine. I, I think if you guys are comfortable with it, that's all that that's all that that matters. Um, but can can you talk about the last time you saw him? You said you saw him pitch in in Albany in independent ball. What what did you see? Um. Well, first of all, the guy was in tremendous shape, probably his best shape I've ever seen him and uh, points to kind of the work he put in, you know, gym, rehab, whatever, uh, um, uh, getting ready to go uh, pitch for the Albany Tri-City Cats, I believe they are. Yeah. Um, um, but what I saw was like a, like obviously a guy that was in great shape. He's a monster and just the traits he brings on the mound, the competitiveness, the, the, the drive he has to, to just go out and, and, and own the hitters, so to speak. But I mean, the delivery is better for me. Um, the arm looked clean. The stuff was probably a tick up from what we saw towards, towards the end of his, uh, his junior year there at, at Vandy. Um, breaking stuff was like, it's always been really good and it was probably a little even better. So, I mean, you know, other than like maybe some of the health questions that, that we had answered, um, the stuff was probably better. This is a big man. I mean, he's six, five, two, two forty five, two fifty. <laughs> I mean, it, I, anybody who's going to throw like that, it's going to look violent, I think. Uh, so how, how did the, how is the delivery cleaner? Well, I mean, uh, you know, you tend to the bigger, stronger guys can tend to to handle it a little bit more just because of their body frame, uh, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there's some there's some effort. There's a lot. Of, you watch guys on TV. There's guys that do it on TV. They got effort. So sure. I don't think it's any more or less than a lot of guys that are doing on TV with success. So um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not too worried about it. He's a big physical kid who's he's thrown a ton of innings, you know, here, right. you know, through his college career. And and we feel like this guy's going to be like in uh, like a frontline kind of guy for us moving forward that's going to be able to take the ball and handle the workload all right so you guys didn't have a second or third rounder and then uh on, on day two it took about i don't know 30 minutes until you you, you threw a through the draft another curveball by uh selecting uh brock porter uh the michigan kid who had fallen through the fallen through the draft very talented um 100 miles an hour i guess so um yeah <laughs> Seen some tape on him. How, how how was he when you guys talked to him? Because I'm sure he had a real tough mon- uh, Sunday night. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, if you, you read all, uh, you know, the prognosticators uh, saying he's going to win the top 15, top 10, whatever, whatever you know, one you read, mm-hmm. um, obviously not getting taken there. And then, you know, thinking he's going to school and then, you know, uh, coming to find out that he's going to be selected by the Texas Rangers and, and playing for the Rangers, a little bit of a whirlwind for him, so to speak, him and his family. Yeah. But, um, you know, we were just very excited that uh, this thing worked out for us. Talk, talk about him as a pitcher. I mean, the, the numbers his senior year are ridiculous, like 041 ERA, three no hitters. Um, what, 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 what do you see when he's on the mound? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw him, I don't know. I, I saw him a ton in, in the past, you know, his, his, his sophomore and junior year, I saw him a bunch also. Um, it's just a big physical kid with a really good arm and, and a really good change up and a really good breaking ball. I mean, it's, it's a high school kid. So, you know, obviously there's some development left there, but I mean, all the makings of like a frontier type of pitcher, I mean, he has to be developed. And, and I, I mean, the kid, the family are like, uh, it's an outstanding family, outstanding kid. Uh, works hard, loves baseball. A lot of things that we, you know, garner from the makeup end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as far as just the ability, it's like you don't get chances to get these kind of arms. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't have any idea or any thought that we were going to be a player in this. And one of the things, obviously, you pick three and you don't pick till you know the fourth round. Pick one hundred and nine. And there's certain players that we team we deem as like tweeners. Mm-hmm. And he being like a high on that board and. and when we had the opportunity to, to select him, it was like, I had, it was almost like, you know, in La La Land because you didn't think there's any chance of that going in. Yeah. I mean, you guys got two, the arguably the two best pitchers in the draft. I mean, that's, and, and to do Not much to, argument there. I to, think to do did. it, to do it. Yeah. I mean, the way you, you know, guys did, tell, it's I mean, they're still amateurs and they yeah. have neither of them have thrown a pro pitch. So, right. you know, we feel like that, uh, you know, once we, you know, obviously taking them and, and bring them into be Rangers. We think that too, but I mean, there's, there's development left with both of them, uh, mm-hmm. but we think that the makings of like two like monsters, so to speak. Sure. And then, and then, you know, I, th- I thought, I thought five, 
five, six, and seven were, were pretty pretty good picks, especially the 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 kid from Long Beach in the seventh round, uh, Ramirez, and um, and then and then the the there was one pick I that caught my eye that I didn't ask you about yesterday. Yesterday is your fourteenth round pick, uh, Andrew Owen, uh, who pitched at Baylor, then transferred to a JC in California and did not pitch this season. What what's his what's his story? Well, have a lot of history with Andrew also. Um, saw him as a high school kid. He was on the, on the big circuit, uh, you know, when he was a high school senior. Um, it's a big physical kid. Another guy that's touched 100 in the past. Um, he went to Baylor. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into the situation why he, he only pitched very little there and, and end up losing even going to junior college. But, you know, obviously he was at Baylor for a year, did not pitch, went to junior college, and he had Tommy John. Okay. And so, and that's the reason he did not pitch. And so he's, he's almost through his recovery. He should be ready for spring training in 2023. Uh, it's just a big physical kid, very athletic with a very loose arm and a big power arm. So, you know, sometimes you, you know, you have to take chances sometimes. And a lot of it's, you know, especially in the pitcher and some of it's health related too. And, you yeah. know, with the, with the percentages of guys coming back from Tommy John and, and coming back almost healthier and better than they were prior to the surgery, you know, it's not that big of a risk as it, as it was at one time uh, to select those guys. But, you know, we feel like, you know, we got a stealer in the 14th round. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you you just brought up a point. This isn't your first rodeo drafting a guy like that. And it's not a bad thing. And like John, John King comes to mind, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just get, get it out of the way and, and then you can get, your rehab hands on them and bring them back your way. So I don't I'll tell you a story. Even I can't remember what year this was, but um, it was a year I took Dylan Tate, which is a bad pick. It was a really bad pick, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love Dylan, but you know, I mean, looking back at that, you yeah. know, it, you know, it's like decisions you make and there was a reason for it and all that. But, but that being said is like, I, I had Walker Bueller like way up there mm-hmm. and I, I probably, you know, looking back, I mean, Walker Bueller was, had a hurt arm at the time. Right. And it was, it was Tommy John. He heard it during the year and he was, he pitched part of the year or most of the year. Then he had Tommy John right before the draft. And I, I thought Tom, he was one of the more talented guys, but the Tommy John dome me out and we let him go. Dodgers took him like in the twenties and, you know, rest is history. So, you right. know, I learned some things from that. Sure. Sure. Um, just looking at the, the overall class, you guys made 18 picks and you guys covered, I got, I've got 10 States down and maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't think people understand how much amateur scouts have on their plate. Can you, and I, I know, I know we're just probably skimming the surface here, but how hard of a job is this? <laughs> well, I mean, the hard part's not watching the games. That's the easy part. I mean, I watch baseball games for a living and get paid for it. I pay, get right. paid pretty good. So, you know, <laughs> that piece of it, it's not, it's just getting one place or another. Yeah. I mean, you have no idea what these guys do. I mean, it's crazy. Some of the, if we, if I would tell you some of the stories about some of my traveling over the years, people were like, no, you didn't do that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I looked the other day and I, I, my wife found out about this the other day and, and I probably should never showed her, but I have like 4,800 nights in a Marriott through my life. Oh my That's gosh. almost like 15 years in a hotel. <laughs> right. Holy crap. Right. So, I mean, and that's just counting Marriott's. I've stayed in a lot of Hilton's too. <laughs> so, I mean... So it's like ridiculous the sacrifices, first of all, these guys make. I mean, believe me, my, my wife raised my kids and I was on the road. I'm, I'm on the road 200 plus nights a year. Yeah. And that hasn't changed in 30 years. So, I mean, the first part of my career, I did. I got more time at home because I was an area guy. But once I started cross-checking and and that, I, you know, I'm not home. So that's mm-hmm. that's the sacrifice these guys make. And um, most of our guys are – it's like a different lifestyle. People just don't understand that lifestyle, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's crazy what we do. But I, then, you know what? There was a there was a movie that came out, and it was about uh, God. It was a ba- he was a basketball scout. He's a he's a the comedian. What's his name? Sandler. And, and oh, yeah. Have you? Awesome. I don't know if you've seen that awesome. movie. That was pretty realistic. What guys do? Okay. Yeah, that, that was a good, that was actually a good. It movie. was actually really yeah. good. Yeah. But the travel. I don't know yeah. basketball as well as I do baseball, but man, that, yeah, it was a lot. So so, but just the point of like he's gone all the time and the family and like you're on the road and like you're in a yeah. hotel all the time that that was pretty realistic i mean it's different sport but it's pretty realistic all right but then magically every everybody comes together uh you know three four weeks before the draft and this is what you come up with how do, how do you overall wrap it up this 
this draft class? How, what, what, how do you how do you look at it? And I, and I know I know time will tell, but right now, how do you feel about it? Oh, I feel really good. I mean, it, 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 the way I always feel is like it, in certain drafts, you you have to push guys, right? There's uh, I, I we didn't get picked one time in this draft, and this is probably one of the first drafts I can remember in a while that like you didn't sit there and I don't want to tell specific stories of the past, but I mean, there's always somebody like you're going to take this dude, and a team takes him two picks ahead of you, right? Sure, yeah. And, and usually you, I, you, you, what we do is we target guys, you know, that we want when there's a, there's a smaller group than people would think that we target for that, that we're going to be Texas ready. Those are the guys we're going to draft. And we, every one of these guys we took were targets of ours, which um, I, I can't even think of draft that was, that came and we never got picked. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Maybe, you know, obviously there was some difference of opinion from other teams and ours, but um, I just, this has never happened to me. So that part of it, I, I feel really good. So, like, the target people we got, we didn't lose anybody I, I thought we were going to get, first of all. And, you know, it just fell right. We didn't have to force anybody. Usually, like, and we do it a lot where we put guys, like, in certain areas of the draft and round, so to speak. And hypothetically, like, you have a guy in the eighth round, right? And you think you're going to get this a perfect pick in the eighth round. And so all the dudes that are gone in the se- seventh round, so you have to push that guy up to the seventh to take him, right? Gotcha. But this year, we didn't have to do any of that. And that's kind of the first year I can remember – that was the case. So, all right. So, you have an eight, a twenty round draft, eighteen this year. How many targets do you have? Um, I don't know. Every year differs. I, you know, twenty rounds. We probably, I think, last year we probably had. I mean, target targets. I mean, there's like really targets are probably less than a hundred. Okay. And then you expand that a little bit to 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 cover up maybe some if you get picked, like I just talked about, or yeah. all these guys, no boards, never go, never get taken like right down the line. Right. Everybody's got different opinions from different teams. So sure. it never usually works that way. So you're usually pretty covered, but I'd say less than a hundred. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's that interesting. Is. Cause I mean, of all, of all the guys that get selected. So, all right. Uh, John, yeah. I know you got a, a couple scouting questions. Oh yeah, man. So this, this is, Hey, by the way, did I hear 30 years, right? Did you just celebrate 30 years? My, thir- my 31st drop. Oh wow. my God. Congratulations. So I know you start back as an amateur scout, Kip. And so I am like, look, any guy that's ever played baseball or loves baseball, their their number one goal was they wanted to be a professional baseball player. That doesn't happen for 99% of us. When you go on that, making a living in baseball would be another one. Scouting's intrigued me. I'm a nerd about scouting. I love what you do and what your guys do. When you were an amateur scout, is there any an guy area, that area scout? Is that area scout? An yeah, area, area scout. Yeah, yeah, an area scout. When when you were an area scout, yeah, not amateur, area. When you were an area guy, was there any guy that you ever took that you're really proud of? And I'm not talking like Rick Helling or Doug Davis, guys that I'm talking you found some undiscovered kid and he turned into something. Even if it was two months in the big leagues, you took a guy that not really a lot of people saw and you turned him in and you, you got them to take him and he ended up being something. Well, you know, the, the, the guys that – Probably, I'd think of the guys you just mentioned. Doug Davis would be one. He was like a tenth or eleventh rounder, so he was he was relatively unknown, a junior college kid that you know I signed for a little bit of money. But I mean, there's there's been some guys that I took that for the reason we didn't sign. That I mean, I had uh, Jermaine Die. I took him oh, like oh, in the, wow. I mean, that it was a good story. When I, my first year scouting there, the year I got Helling, Jermaine Die was a high school kid. And we took him, I don't even know, 43rd round, something like that. And and he went to junior college at uh, Consumers River. He was actually a basketball player at the time. And and we ended up, you know, draft and fall back then is a little different than, you know, than, yeah. than the stuff today. And so we didn't sign him and Atlanta took him. And, and in my mind, they tampered with him and there were some shenanigans there. So I don't want to get into that. But that was probably <laughs> the main one. The guy, I, I went to a... So I'll tell you the story. This is a this is a crazy story. I told this before, but so that year I'm living in Vacaville, California, just small town north uh, south of Sacramento, and I got I was a young that was my first year. I was young, and so I went to the local watering hole that night uh, <laughs> after a game to have a you know just refresh myself. And and a guy next to, I met a guy who was a reporter in that town and told me uh, he I told him what I did and he says hey the baseball the best baseball player in this town. Uh, is not playing baseball. I go, wow, yeah, right. And so he said, no, he's a big basketball player. And, you know, he's not going to play baseball this spring, but he's playing on like a Legion team. And this is right before the draft. And, and so I went home and I called, I, I found the kids, you said phone books back in those days. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I went and looked up his number, called the dad. The dad was actually a, a backup center for Bill Russell back at USF back in the day. Oh, wow. And, and so I called the kid and he said, yeah, we're working out. So I went and watched him 
legion practice and i said this kid was a great looking kid and i just said you know back in those days you could you know there's a bunch of rounds so you, i just do i do a report on him took him in and we took him and so i mean that that's like you found, i found a guy from a reporter in a bar one night so there <laughs> that's you go. A cool, he was that's, a long big leaguer that that is great that's the stories i love okay so now i'm gonna i'm gonna nerd out myself let's say that i work for you kip i'm an amateur scout area scout area scout i keep saying that i need to write that word there i, I Okay, so I'm an area scout. Let's say I'm working the North Texas area. I know that I've got a cross checker above me, and then I've got Kip who runs it all. Let's say I'm going down to I'm I'm down at Navarro down in Corsicana. I've gone to watch somebody. They're playing whoever, and on the other team, sixth, seventh inning, some left hander comes out throwing 92, 93. I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. He's smooth motion, good off speed stuff. Who am I calling right away after I get the gun on him and do that? Who do I call first? Do I, am I calling you? No, nah, you probably call you, you. You'd be calling the regional guy, uh, okay. like if the, if Demond Smith covers that area, would be the regional cross checker in that area. He, he, you would call him probably and say, you know, he, obviously sometimes that does happen. Yeah. And if it's in your area, so so it's a little different. If it's let's say it's a it's a let's say you're at uh, TCU and you see Central Michigan playing TCU and you're you're covering your area is TCU. So you see some guy from Central Michigan come out of the bullpen throwing a hundred. Yeah. And you're going. He's out of your area. So that's when you probably hit me on that. And, you know, like, all right, then I'll get with the, or he'll hit the area scout. And we're all pretty close here uh, right. within our group. And he'd probably hit the area scout that covers that area, which is Chris, Chris Coleus. And, you know, Chris will go, yeah, I've seen the guy or no, I don't know about him. I'll go see him and that kind of thing. So that's kind of how it works. All right. Okay. So that's how long it is. And then I guess it has to go through a couple before Kip puts his eyes on him. Uh, some, you know, a lot, I mean, I've gotten away from, I don't see everybody. I mean, like this year was a little different. Like, like we we picked we picked three, and then we picked uh, 109, right? So I I spent a lot of time on that group up there at number three. I probably you know name one of those guys that went up there in the top five. I probably saw him play ten games. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's where the majority of my time is spent. I you know I trust my guys. We got I got a lot of good guys that work for me, especially on the national end and the sure. regional guys and my area. So I trust them. There's there's guys I don't see that I take up there pretty good. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm beyond having to put my like check mark on all these guys. Hey, so um, <clears throat> let me ask you this because I I know Jeff and I feel this way. We talk to a lot of the kids in the system right now. Jeff, especially watching Martin Perez, he you've known since he was what 16, 17, 17 yeah. years old. I've met a few of these kids in double A, talked to them. You as a, a scout, is this as close as it can come when you watch one of these kids fulfill their lifelong dream? Is, is this is this as close as it could be like watching my son fulfill his dream? I mean, do you are you that close to him where you're like, this is fantastic? I mean, I know you're pulling for every one of them to be big leaguers, but I, I got a sense that it'd be like proud of a dad watching his kid finally make the big leagues if, if that were the case. Are you that way about all these guys? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good analogy. I mean... Uh, it's just like you, you build relationships with these kids, these parents, and, and, you know, you see them when they're young, immature, and then you see them kind of grow up. And I mean, you can look at like Jose Trevino. I'm just proud of all get out of him. You know, we took him and he was a Ranger and went to the Yankees. He's an all-star. I never thought Jose Trevino would be an all-star, right. you know, but, but it's just really cool to see. And I, I mean, Jose is like a son to me too. So, um, you know, I love all these kids that we get and, and it's like, it's that part of it. You get the relationships built with them and, and, you know, they come up as young kids through our system, Martin being one of them. Man, I, I saw when he was 15 years old. And, you know, just knowing how far he's come from that to where he's at now is like, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And and you you don't just know him like, like you know, like we do, like a reporter, a uh, player. I'm having a hard time like, hearing you, Jeff. Sorry. <clears throat> you, you don't just know them like we do, just a reporter to, or a reporter to player, like, you you meet their families, you meet their you meet their girlfriends. I mean the the research the how how deep does it go when you're trying to figure out a guy's makeup? You like, have no idea. You talk to <laughs> teachers, right? I, 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 mean, I you, don't want to get into all the stuff we do, but it, it's it's like that's part of our process here. If you you know if you don't know the player, you ain't getting them. Yep. I mean that's yeah. just that's just the bottom line. So I mean, there's been times that we will. Like you get later in the draft and it's a little harder now because it's only 20 rounds, but it used to be like when there was a deeper, you would take a guy you knew less, you know, cause the so much so-called investment was a little less too there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, talking like now in these 20 rounds, if a guy doesn't know a player, we aren't taking period. So, I mean, that's a big part of our process. Like knowing the families, knowing the kids, you know, and, and making sure everything's above board. Now that that's a huge part of our process. Well, and then it becomes even more amazing, I guess, or, or it, 
it explains how well you how many guys you know when a porter does fall into your lap you know him and yep. you, and you, you you've done the work is the, so so i mean coming going back to kind of like how this year uh, was set up so like not having a second third rounder i mean you know you, we could have gone like i could have picked 50 guys that i thought weren't going to get to the 109th pick right and brock right. porter would have been one of those guys to start the year sure. and so but i challenged our guys we're gonna scout these guys like we normally do i don't care I don't want to be surprised when somebody falls in our lap. And obviously Brock Porter fell in our lap and we did That's the awesome. work. We knew the kid, Chris Coley's the area guy, Brian Williams, a regional guy. They were all over this. We know the kid, we knew the family. Um, it wasn't like something, Oh, this guy fell in lap. We don't know anything about the kid or yeah. the family. So no, that was, that's, a, that's a big thing to point out because you could have been like a guy falls in your lap. Oh, I don't even know who the kid is. And I could give you a story after story of draft rooms I've been in where that happened and it yeah. didn't work out because we didn't know the kid. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you got one more. No, I'm. I, 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 I mean, it's just. I mean, we could probably keep you here for five hours. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do we're that. We're not going to do that. Some <laughs> of us, some of us have flights to catch. Yeah, I and got you, one, one more good one though. This is my last one, Kip, because I know you got to get out of here, and, and you finally are going to get a couple days off, maybe, or you got to do some work. But tell me the stories of all your years. I love these stories. You just did one about Jermaine Dye, but let's talk about the Ranger system. Tell me the stories of the guys that were discovered by accident because of seeing somebody else that turned into big leaguers. Tell me a couple of good stories of those guys. Uh, let me, I, I got one for you. Okay. So we have, we used to have big workouts all the time, right? At certain areas of the country. So we had one in South Carolina. I don't even know what year this was, but uh, some kid comes out skinny as a rail uh, dreads in his hair and like a loose, fast arm. My, my area scout, Chris Kemp, who's now the scouting director with the, the Padres, was the area scout. And he found this kid in a, I don't know, adult baseball league in some backwoods of, uh, of uh, South Carolina. So he shows up, throws. It was like really good. I mean, loose arm. I mean, you could spin the ball the whole bit. So we take this kid. I don't. I can't remember around. It was late thirties, thirties. I don't know thirty. Then we it was a draft and fall. We end up signing him, and he develops in our system and pitches a bit. C.J. Edwards. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked him. And so C.J. ends up. You know, he pitched for us. He went to the Cubs. I think he's. I don't even know where he's at right now. I think he's still uh, in the big league or somebody. He's still he was, in the big league. Uh, yeah, he's still the pitching twins? the Twins, but that, he, was, like, he was just I mean, in town. I mean, yeah, nobody he was just knew in that. town. Nobody, yeah. he didn't, he didn't pitch in a high school team. He was in a, he was in some adult league. Oh wow! And you know, it was like, and the kid was from a very poor family, the whole bit. But it was like, it's a really good story how this kid he came in and he's still like, we always thought he'd fill out, but he's always remained skinny. It's kind of weird, but he like, it's, <laughs> it was a good arm, and he could really spin the ball. So we took a chance on him and signed him, and it turned out pretty good for CJ. Yeah, real good. That's yeah. it. I guess it's Carl now. He comes with Carl. I still, he does go yeah. by Carl. Correct. By, but I remember when he was climbing up and the numbers he was putting up coming up through Hickory and, and all of that. It was fantastic. Well, Kip, hey, this has been fantastic. And I know that you've had a busy week. And the fact that you took time to st- uh, sit down with us just for a little bit, we, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Yeah, that. really, really. I owe you a beer if you. If I always like talking baseball. It's, no, it's, it's all good, man. And I, I like, I'll get some days off here uh, this weekend. So I'm kind of excited for that. But I appreciate you guys uh, asking the good questions. All right. Well, take, absolutely. Thanks That's, for taking the time. Have some good days, and I guess we'll see you when these guys start signing. Absolutely. All, All right. right, Kip. Thanks, That's man. Senior Director of Amateur Scouting, Kip Fag, and when we come back after this, we're going to go down in the bus leagues, talk about the minor leagues. Roxo Media House is a streaming and production company located in Fort Worth, Texas. From video to podcast production and social media broadcasting, Roxo Media House strives to deliver a dynamic media experience for clients and fans. With 15 shows, we have something for the whole family. Join the Roxo Media community today. All right, that was a big thanks to uh, Senior Director of Amateur Scouting, Kip Fag. Kip, I can't believe he came on with us right, th- right after that. Yeah, really appreciate it. That's pretty, pretty, pretty darn nice. Good pull for you there to get him in. We do and we do have to go down in the bus leagues. By the way, do give you credit. I, I put out a little thing about the top eight guys, nine guys that were going to be on there. Yeah. I said that I would have taken Brooks Lee. That's who I like. But we said it. We told Kip that. You did say Kumar Rocker. I, I mean, said I is, would take him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I thought the Rangers would end up with Jackson Holiday. I didn't know if they had the balls to pull off the Rocker I predicted thing. Jackson Holiday, but I wanted Brooks Lee. But, man, yeah. you yeah. had it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if they would, they would do it. But, uh, by gosh, they did. And there he is. 
Yeah, there he is. There's Jack. Look at these two Vandy boys that are now in this system. Listen, the 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 uh, the minor league players are on break right now, so they're they're not playing. But let's just kind of go where they ended up under that first half. Down east, forty five and forty one. They were six and four in their last ten, and they've lost one game. Okay. Uh, any big names there? I mean, nobody's playing. No, wrong. but but look now that now that we're into the second half, kind of kind of got to watch their roster because because there could be some guys who are in the Arizona Complex League. They're going to start up, jumping up. Wind up and it, and it's been it's been happening. If you've been checking the box scores, you'd be like, hey, wasn't he just in Arizona? And and yes, he was. Yes. So uh, that's that's going to be happening with their roster, but and and they're going to have to someplace to go so that people who are there are going to get moved up the ladder and. You know, we we've had uh, Mitch Brad on here a couple weeks ago. Yep. And he's just dominating. You know, I mean, I it, it just seems like this isn't much of a challenge for him. So, it, you know, it, I I wouldn't be surprised if even though he's only 19, he ends up maybe at, late at, start. At Hickory, yeah, make make yeah. a couple of late starts sure. in the season to do sure. that. Go to Hickory, their high A team. Hickory's at the break, 47 and 40 overall, four and six in their last 10. They've won a couple of games. We got the same guys there we talk about. Yeah, Carter, Acuna. Some of these guys are going to have to get promoted. Yeah, they were struggling a little bit there um, right to start the second, technically the second half of their season. I mean, right. this is, I guess, I guess more more specifically we should call this minor leagues at the break yeah. or, or whatever. Uh, but, uh, sure, they're um, they're good. I mean, they're talented guys. They're, you know, Larson Kendrich has, has been very good. He threw yes. a no-hitter. Right. Uh Mason Engler is still doing really well. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a promotion to Frisco, which would be great because he's from Forney and right. you know, be good for him. Local, to, hell of a yeah, lot of family pitch, out pitch there. in front of the the, the hometown folks. But um, that that's that's a talented team. I know they've lost some guys, Owen White and Mark Church, but talented team. Yep. And Frisco, of course, where Owen White ended up. Speaking of Frisco, two guys that played in the Futures game yeah. and did well. Sure, sure. Lighter. There he is. Yep. Perfect inning. Uh, I think it was. Two ground outs and a fly out. Uh, impressed some of the, the the TV folk with with his stuff. You know his velocity was ninety six. Right. You know broke off a couple nice sliders in there. Um, you know he's. You know we say it every time. He's nobody's you know, his, nobody's his, concerned about yeah, his, his ERA. His ERA right is now. over six, and you know nobody's nobody's going to be too worried about that. I I wonder if if where Rocker will end up uh, if he does pitch. Um, Surprise me if he drafted. doesn't. He doesn't well, he he wants to pitch, and and uh, you know he they all go to Arizona and have a mini camp and probably work out, and you know he don't know what he's been doing, you know really how how ready he is. He to does pitch. look like he's in shape though. Yeah, you yeah. see those Vanderbilt videos, and you look at that video from Tri City. Is that what it was called? Al yeah, Albany. Something. He looks thinner and leaner. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it is that is well, and 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 his last start was earlier this month. So, right. so he's he's actually probably in better shape than these college kids that were drafted whose seasons ended more than a month ago. Yep. So maybe Frisco. I, I I don't know. I don't know if you want to be that aggressive with him. You he's know, you're older than Jack. He yeah. He's he's older and 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 you know. But you got to protect the investment. And, Absolutely. Uh, but Frisco, if 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 they thought Lighter could handle Frisco, I'm assuming they think Rocker can handle Frisco. So. Yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe later in the year you get the chance. Justin to see. Harris, two for three with yeah. an RBI single. Did yeah. great. Stole the base. You know, he he does it all. He that does it does all. all. Yeah. That guy's good. Fourteen home runs first half of the year, too. Yeah. So he's on pace to hit twenty eight to thirty home runs. By the way, Frisco's forty five and forty two, eight and two in their last ten, and they've won two. Round Rock, triple A. This is the guys that are right on the verge also. Uh 47, 43, four and six in their last ten. They've won two. Um Really, there it's guys that we've seen in the big leagues that have gone back down. That's who you're kind of watching. Huff, who we just had on, back down at Triple A. Um, yeah, I'm so you know you still got to watch for uh, you still got to watch Cole Wynn yep. and and Cole, Cole Reagans, the other Cole, uh, especially since you know I think they're both Rule Five eligible. Sure. So you you know might as well put them both on that. Yeah. You know they have to earn it. Um, you know and and you know, maybe I I don't know. I don't want to get into psychology here, but they're there is there is a, a thing and a, a something and it's been proven over and over again that um, there are guys who get bored at their level. Yeah. And you know you saw it with Delano de Shields uh, when Double A he came up and, and after the <coughs> Rule Five draft and was terrific that rookie year. Uh, a lot of people thought Leody Tavares might have been getting bored um, yep. at, at earlier in his career. He's performing well. Um, so. You never, you never know what's going through a, a guy's mind. I'm sure he's struggling a little bit trying to figure it out, trying to 
trying to make himself a more viable option in the rotation. And maybe it's just as simple as saying, just come, come on up and do it. Yep. You know, and then, and, and see, maybe, maybe look, there's works. open spots on the big league team for these guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm not saying it would happen right now, but no, they're going to have to get past this year. deadline and see what's yeah, happening. Late, late in the year. It could happen. Absolutely. Well, guys, that, that, I mean, look, it, it, down in the bus leagues is going to start getting very intriguing. We, we've got some great players that are about to start making some moves. And this is some of the, this is the best minor league coverage there is. Yeah. There's right no here. doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, rangerstoday.com $60 for a year, five ninety nine for a month. If you want to just give us six months, what is it, $35? $35. You know, um, hit the really, subscribe button. really do there. cover them like crazy. And, you know, Rocker and the 17 other guys, you know, or whoever many they sign, are going to be coming into the system. And Absolutely. you're going to you're going to want to see them, too. So. Some of them will play this year. Some of them won't. Yeah, Some of them will but they'll all, they'll all be at Instructs, and we'll, we'll be at Instructs, too. So, yep. Um, so we cover the major league team. We cover the minor leagues like, like nobody else. We have Rangers history from TR. So, yeah, um, yeah it's it's like a bargain. $60 is such a bargain. and, and It absolutely is. So, and anyway. listen, th this is one place I can promise you, you guys can reach out and ask a question. We will answer it. And yeah. we will – and I'm not saying on here. We'll try to sometimes and do stuff like that. But you can on Twitter. You can DM us, do anything. I don't think I've ever missed answering a question for anybody. Mm -hmm. I know Jeff doesn't mind it, but you get – he does a lot more than I do writing. But I will – uh, you know, hey, go follow the Twitter handle. It's yeah. at Rangers underscore podcast at Rangers underscore podcast. It's the new Twitter handle for the podcast itself. All of these are going to come out through there first. Uh, so we want you to go out there and give them a follow. And, and you know, we got our YouTube channel that you guys need to subscribe to if Absolutely. you haven't already. Because um, we, we, we are podcast heavy, but, you know, John here shoots a lot of stuff uh, when he's at, at home games. Uh, I, I will get, I'll, I'll get some stuff. Um, uh, if, if I make my flight, we'll see what happens. So, um, <laughs> he's anyway. going to Miami. So anyway, we got, we got just good stuff. So anyway, what a uh, fun week. Kip Fag. I mean, that was great to get him on. I mean, look, I didn't expect to get Kip on. I thought he would be too busy. Yeah. He stopped down for us. That was fantastic. But guys, what a great coverage for this week. We'll be back again next week. We've got a guest lined up. Yep. He's a big leaguer. Not going to say who it is. Things happen. So we're not going to, yeah. you know, that can happen. And we don't want y'all to think he flaked on us, but things can happen. But until next week, guys, we'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.